0: 8:45 quarter till 9 on this Friday morning Tommy Tucker WWL first big weekend of carnival the rain for the most part is over with highs of 59 today 48 tomorrow with a low 30% chance for showers then sunny and, and and no washout tomorrow maybe a raindrop here or there and then sunny and chilly Sunday no mention of rain highs of 58 for that first big weekend Of carnival, So get out and enjoy it right now. We're hovering around 60 degrees or so. um, And we're joined by David Howard, professor in health policy at Emory University, to talk about the high price of prescription drugs. President Biden talked about it in his State of the Union address. So we're going to talk about why they're so high and what the government can do to get the prices down. Good morning, Professor Howard. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time with us. This is some kind of complicated stuff, so let's start with: Are there some drugs that are more? Um, I hate to say offensively priced because that's subjective, but are there some price some drugs that are um, ridiculously higher or needlessly higher than others?
1: Well, uh, of course, ridiculous is subjective. But, yeah, there have been a number of drugs that have been approved in the last few years, some to treat pretty rare conditions. Uh, it used to be the case that a drug that, say, cost $100,000 a year, and I'm not talking about just the cost of the consumer. I'm talking about what insurance uh, pays, too. Mm-hmm. You know, a drug that cost $100,000 would have been considered ridiculously high. Now there are drugs that cost half a million, a million dollars. Although, you know, very few people end up taking those drugs there for uh, uncommon cancers and other rare genetic conditions.
0: I uh, receive shots in my eye every five weeks, and the shots are like $1,400. But for insurance, I would have been blind in that eye because I couldn't afford to pay that. Um how would the government go about regulating this? And, of course, one question that everybody, not particularly in my case, but generally speaking, how would the government go about regulating it? And why Why is it so much cheaper in other countries in Canada than it is here? So in other
1: countries, uh, government uh, the government health insurers and the government regulators are in some cases willing to say, your drug is too expensive. If you don't lower the price, we're not going to cover it. And that's very different from in the U.S. where almost without fail, when a drug is approved by the FDA, insurers cover it, including Medicare. Um, There's one kind of very unprecedented uh, case that just happened last year where a very expensive drug came out for Alzheimer's and Medicare said we're only going to cover it in clinical trials. And they didn't justify their decision based on the cost. But I think that had to have been part of it. But that, you know, the fact that that was such an outlier, such a rare event, indicates kind of the pricing power that drug manufacturers have in the U.S.
0: So the answer basically then is that Canada has a single-payer system and there is nobody else to negotiate with in the United States. That's not the case?
1: Well, that's part of it, but it's also true that in other countries they are more willing to walk away to say, you know, if you are if you don't lower, give us a discount, if you don't lower the price of your drug, we refuse to cover it.
0: Do companies often walk away?
1: Uh, Not rarely,
0: no. So that being said, it would seem as though if the United States somehow, I don't know if they could do that, would you be broaching antitrust laws if insurance companies were to band together and say we're going to do this or not that, or do they do it already?
1: I don't think they could band together, but certainly there's nothing stopping a private insurance company from refusing to cover uh, certain drugs, and, and Medicare could do it as well. Um, the trouble is there's just a lot of political pushback when an insurer denies care, and uh, yeah, that, that's been tough. And there are also concerns uh, you know, with the Medicare program that if Medicare were to get really aggressive on price negotiations, that it would discourage drug manufacturers from investing in new drugs.
0: But that's what they do, right? And I hear that all the time, and I just wonder, would it, it just seems like we're playing a game of chicken here sick people are caught in the middle and uh, nobody wants to hold the other one accountable accurate or not
1: Sure but I mean I do think it's unavoidable that if we were to control drug prices there'd be fewer new drugs and now that might be a trade-off worth having you might say you know the new drugs aren't that valuable uh, they don't have big gain don't result in big benefits in terms of health and so we'd rather have cheaper prices for existing drugs. Um, yeah, that's a reasonable argument to make, but I do think there's a trade-off.
0: So let me take a break. We'll pick it up here. We come back because I don't, I don't see the likelihood of anything changing. What could me- the government do as far as Medicare goes? What could private insurers do? Um, and, and, again, I, I don't know how we know what big pharma would do in terms of developing other drugs. It, it just seems like, David, at the bottom line, we're subsidizing Canada. And maybe that's not the way to look at it, but it just seems that way to me. If you have any questions about the high price of prescription drugs, 504-260-1870. I'll pass them along to David Howard when we come back. Right now, time for traffic on WWL. 8.56, 4 till 9, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to David Howard, professor in health policy at Emory University. Uh, I got a couple of texts here, professor, and I know it's one thing I've noticed as well. Uh, it seems as though pharmacy benefit managers or, or benefit managers, that they're requiring people that have insurance to do business only with big pharmacies, uh, CVSs, Walgreens, et cetera. I just wonder what effect that's going to have on a mom and pops. I know sometimes the big pharmacies don't have the medications that you need, which means there's really nowhere for you to turn. Is that a concern or something that's on your will, uh, radar?
1: I don't know a lot about that, but yeah, in some cases, uh, the uh, big pharmacies actually own the PBMs, so they have an incentive to direct traffic to their own stores. Uh, in other cases, uh, they've just signed contracts that, that steer patients, and in return, CVS probably gives uh, the PBMs a discount, so it, yeah, it is a concern.
0: Because um, when they're gone, they're gone, and I don't know what we're going to do. Yep. Um are we, uh, bottom line, uh, subsidizing Canadian medicine or Canadian prescription drug prices?
1: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, the reason that more new drugs are developed, I mean, of course, the drug- pharmaceutical industry is very lucrative globally, but drug manufacturers really make a lot of their money in the U.S.
0: So how do you turn that around, or is that just the way it's going to be?
1: Well, uh, so the Inflation Reduction Act will allow Medicare to negotiate or basically set price controls for some of the most expensive drugs. And so that's really a, a sea change in uh, in uh, U.S. policy. Now, it's only for a handful of drugs, but, you know, it could potentially expand over time. The other thing, though, is I think w- what Medicare did with this uh, Alzheimer's drug, uh, Adelhelm, is kind of the right move, like the manufacturer uh, – sent a trial to the FDA that that left doubts over whether the drug actually works well. The drug is very expensive, and Medicare said, hey, we're not going to cover it. Or we're only going to cover it for people in clinical trials. That's exactly what Medicare and other payers need to increasingly do, is to refuse to cover drugs that are very costly without very good evidence that they're effective.
0: Somebody texted in, steering patients is illegal in Louisiana. I don't know what they mean by that, but I know the company that we have our insurance with I have a choice of either doing business with an out-of-town pharmacy. I think it's OptumRx or CVS. Those are the only choices I have. Is that a common procedure, David?
1: Yeah, I don't know. The states may have laws that that protect independent pharmacies. I'm not as familiar with that part of the
0: business. Well, I don't think it's accurate in Louisiana because that's the way our insurance works. Thank you, David. Any final thoughts?
1: Uh, nope. Uh, the Inflation Reduction Act also lowers Medicare beneficiaries' out-of-pocket costs for drugs, so you know that's a pretty big development too.
0: Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time, David Howard, professor in health policy at Emory University. When we come back. We're gonna lighten up. It's Friday morning, nine o'clock. We're gonna talk to Ian McNulty, who covers food and dining culture, culture rather, for the Times Picayune. New Orleans advocate, if you have any questions about eating or drinking in the city for this first big weekend of Carnival, Ian McNulty's your guy, and he'll answer those questions when we come back. Friday morning, feeling good. Tommy Tucker back in a flash on WWL.